All right, guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. Uh, as you're aware, Matt's uh, away on holiday right now. Uh, I just got back from mine, so now it's Matt's turn. We take it take it in turns. Can't have the uh, president and, and vice president away at the same time. And uh, Marco can never be away. He's, he's locked into the office at, at all times. But uh, we wanted to bring Marco in today as one of the, the topics that I wanted to cover, which we've never really uh, spoken about on the channel, is um, how Marco came into the picture, into Sales Sniper. And uh, one of the the coolest topics that, that I found is, um, and uh, the, the way I give you the most respect is like your ability to kill it in sales and uh, be so successful in this field with English as a second language. So I wanted to like explore a bit of that today and uh, really go down that path. So with that being said, guys, cue the intro. Let's go. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. All right, Marco. Well, uh, maybe you'd like to give a little bit of an introduction for the guys that are living under a rock and, you know, they don't know who you are, who we call Mr. Fashion here. We do the sales. He does the fashion. He uh, keeps us looking good. Clearly, clear, clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly not for me. It doesn't work, but whatever. <laughs> I, I made the 100K commission. I spent the money for it. I think if you watch a few podcasts, you've seen the um, evolution into this. Now I'm the chief revenue officer of both companies, Sunflower and Salesnava. And a few others. And so I do more like the B2B sales or done for you sales or clients, uh, which is actually something that I really like. Mm. Uh, didn't like it on the start, to be honest. Which is What's that? Well, you know, sometimes you're scared to things that you don't know. Mm. And that's that's a big one. And I did, I don't know the, comple- the complexity, especially the last deal that I closed, which I closed today. Um the complexity of that deal um, it requires learning to the yeah. a company, and like when you sell B two C, is a consumer, right? So it's, it's just it's a normal person trying to ask for a service. Those they are like different company. When you talk about sales, for example, with them, is like how many type of sales a company does. God knows, right? Especially a distribution, right? Yeah. They might buy something, they might sell something, or even when they buy, they want to buy less. So they there is a sales person into this. So it's like it's complicated. But coming back, what we originally asked is like, what are doing now? I'm I'm at the, I'm at my peak. I feel like I'm at my peak. Um, I've grown a lot with the help of you and Matt. So I'm in a really really good good ass space. I'm learning a lot from Jeremy as well. So yeah, it's funny moving into that world because you're naturally super resistant to change right mm-hmm. super loyal guy don't like to change things which uh it brings up like the kind of story of um how we first got you over the sniper in the first place and you are so reluctant to come and uh, reluctant to stay when we first come on board but um pleasure to know uh, me and marco uh we did a lot of sales together in the past in, in previous companies uh for gyms and uh, I never got paid commission. I was a, a manager. Marco was a sales guy. Mm-hmm. We never actually met in person until, um, well, like six, six, seven months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never yeah. met in person so long ago. And, um, you know, Marco was was getting comms. So what I would do is every time I made a sale, I would uh, write it under that he made the sale so he'd get the comms <laughs> for it. Uh, just because someone's going to get, someone might as well get paid commission if it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. so I thought, why not, right? And uh, because of that, I think uh, we 
because I was just like some random dude who come on board. I think the first session uh, we ever spoke to each other, I was like, hey, you want me to put all these sales down as you? And uh, we uh, we built a really good relationship on that. But um, anyway, back then, still to this day from the first uh, conversation, uh, your English has developed incredibly mm. over the, yeah. the last couple of years. And uh, I remember the first call I had with you, I was just like, what the f*** are you saying? Like, I couldn't yeah. make out, I couldn't understand. But I'm also really bad at understanding accents. Like, I'm terrible at it. I, I grew up in a Bogan neighborhood. All I know <laughs> is, is Bogans around me. I speak fluent Australian. That's it, right? <laughs> I can't tell the difference between Aussie and English. It's, uh, it's very foreign to me. And um, I remember getting on that phone call and I heard a few things because you did some sales for the other gyms that, oh, you know, Marco's killer. He'll crush sales for you guys. And uh, I was just like, I don't see it. I don't yeah, see it. I yeah, can't yeah. understand a word this guy's saying. Um, how is he, who I can't even understand, I'm going to sell all these people in the first week? You probably broke records and the most sales into that gym of, of any week. And I was like, bewildered. I'm like, how? How is this possible? And uh, you have a way that is so individual to you and you somehow use that accent to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about that. I got to be honest with you and I'm going to be completely clear, clear is like, is an advantage at its finest because people, they, when you have like, there you go, a job interview or when you start with someone, mm-hmm. they really don't have an expectation, man. It's like, this guy's going to fail. <laughs> He can't speak. He can't do anything. Out the door is like, okay, let me get up because like, I know what I'm doing. And that like, probably I wasn't expressing myself that great, but enough to overcome rejection. So that's, that's a big one is that when I'm not, that's why now, hopefully I'm decent to overcome rejection is because I wouldn't ask questions, but just because I couldn't, because people wouldn't, wouldn't understand. So I was rather better t- saying statements and kind of move people along the pipeline rather than ask a question because they, they wouldn't get it. Yeah. So I took it as an advantage all the time, but also I never believed into it. Like I never thought that there was that things until actually one of the guys in the team, Talis, he told me like, Hey man, like, you know, you're a good things because you make people have a second uh, English as a second language, like hope yes, to right. hang it to under the camera. And I was like, Oh f- man. And now he's killing. He's doing actually way better. Um, way better than a commission there yesterday. So yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So it's just it's just the way the limitation that you give to yourself. I'm a big believer into that. And in my personal story overall in life is this: the biggest limitation that you give yourself is what you believe on. Mm. Um, I never believed into it, right? Um, but we gotta be honest: the transition from uh, that gym to sales now, the biggest limitation that I had. And now I got better through the coaching with Matt and you and David. Shout out to David. My English has improved him. Uh, is with money, right? I mean, I'm European, so <laughs> I'm tight. So when you, when you, you that was tight. the big, yeah, yeah, I was tight. Never too, seen yeah. anyone spend more money. I don't, I don't yeah. know what you mean by tight. <laughs> I ain't got too much, I ain't got too much with Matt. So <laughs> that's the problem. Rubbing off on me a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny, right? Cause you came and you you crush it with those sales, mm-hmm. and um, I was still like perplexed. I'm like, do these people just buy out of confusion? Like, what is it? But it, but it wasn't. It was more than that because, like you say, like you don't notice that because you understand yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it wasn't until like um, uh, studying NAPQ, right? I started yeah. to get it. Right? I'm like, ah, oh, I, I see what he's doing, and I see it's because 
uh, well, my theory anyway, is you take away a lot of the resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And my personal thoughts is because an accent, particularly if you're someone like me, who's not good with them anyway, right? I, uh, I have to really, I have to listen hard and I have to interpret what you're saying uh, to make it make sense in my head. And I think that it comes across really strong as a tactic, almost like, uh, you know, your strategic pausing and using tonality, because like when you can't fully hundred percent understand someone, you're forced to fill in the blanks. Right. And because of that, you think about what they're saying and you have, and when you, let's say if you're asking a situation question, like I'm actively thinking about what you're saying, I'm thinking about, okay, how is this affecting me? What impact is this having? And therefore, I'm going to give you better answers. I'm more emotional about it. I'm more ingrained in the conversation because I've had the space to be in my thoughts, which has taken away all resistance. It's got me out of my shell. And now I can have a, there's a real problem for you to solve. Right. So that's my thought. I don't know. Does that kind of feel like it makes sense to you? Yeah, no, it does make sense. I think the biggest one that I got is this one. It's like, and I really send back um, to my old calls uh, just because I want to feel the pain <laughs> is people don't see it coming. Like they don't see it coming at all because like, there's like this guy, I don't understand him. He's fine. I'm just like, I'm just going to hang up on the minutes. Ten, I'm going to stay here in 10 minutes. They don't understand that I know where I'm going. Same thing is what I do now, right? So I use it as a, as a thing. That's why I'm not a big believer completely on task or on dressing like tie and, and shirt yeah. because like they, when I jump on a call, you're in a big company, they don't see it coming. It's like, oh, this guy has an accent, he's tattoos. But after I ask questions, like, uh, they come along until we get to the point. Yeah. Like, okay, now we f- kind of things, right? So that's always been my point. Like, that's why people people say, oh man, you gotta dress nice. I was like, mm, not really. That's not that's not, that's not first, what we do. Right? Yeah, that's that's not that's not what I am. But second is that's my weapon. You can't take my weapon, the weapon away from me. Because he's the he's the underdog, right? I think that's how they call it. Is the complete the underdog and I've been the underdog in everything that I did and I thrive into the situation. I actually don't like situation where I'm like, hey man, this guy is like causes 90%, he makes 100 camera commissions. Like, oh, chill it. Yeah, good. Don't worry about that. Like, so I hate those kind of situations when someone introduces you like that. I'm more like, calm guy, come in, I do my job, I show you that I do my job and I get out of that. What, uh, what, what do you like about that? Well, it's like, it's difficult to explain. Actually, a really good question. What I don't like about that, well, is when someone comes in and you are, you are on the hype, you can just go down, right? You can just go down. But if someone says, like, hey, man, I know this guy is good at sales, then you're in the middle, which is like you that can go up or down. But if someone goes like, that was the best sales trainer, or the best sales guy on the planet, yeah, you're starting yeah, yeah. really up top, which is especially when you start an offer. If you're watching this, you're starting a brand new offer. You need, you have for, I do have still four weeks of like, hey, what am I selling? What these people sounds like? What direction I got to take? It doesn't help you because all of a sudden you have the pressure, right? Um, and I think there's a lot of perception management there, right? Because as soon as um, you're put up on this pedestal, and can't you see that with the camera, put up on yeah. this pedestal, uh, that becomes the minimum requirement. Mm. Right. And I feel like uh, particularly in sales, when a lot of the time you were selling to salespeople, it's like, oh, okay, this guy's really good. Well, challenge accepted. Let's make it hard. Let's actively, or even if it's unconsciously, 
let's give him a bit of a challenge. I'm going to throw a kitchen sink at him. And because I have that thought process in my head, I'm now not engaging in the conversation because I know he's going to sell me. I don't want to be sold. I want to make it hard, right? And then all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of resistance that that brings up that along with the perception management, right? It's the same as like when we we speak to a client, if they come in and be like, I heard you guys are the best sales team ever, right? You guys are close at 90%. If we're like, yeah, of course, we'll crush this. The second we close at 80%, like we're stuck, you know, an 80% amazing, 60%. I mean, 50% amazing, you know, 30% in industries is amazing. But uh, because of that, the expectation has been set. And the second that you don't meet that expectation, you could be crushing it. You could have tripled that business. Yeah. uh, It's the perception that counts. You know, I've I've seen, and this is a good quote uh, I've come up with. I've seen most superstars up the normal people succeed. Right. It's like a child actor, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like when, when you, when you, when there is the, and that, that's why when people's like, oh, man, you guys are the best coaching. Well, we're not that cool. I mean, it depends. We can help some people. If you show up to the coaching session, we can help you out. So there's yeah. always the element yeah. of like, oh, yeah. bro, let's bring it down. Uh, no. It was like, that depends on you. doesn't depend on me. Yeah, because like, I mean, you can explain better than I why we bring ourselves down. Oh, I'm the boring guy. Yeah. Um, like, how do you take a lot of those sales concepts that you've learned now and apply mm-hmm. them to real life? Like with... um. And negotiating with someone at the airport, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Having conversations with people on the street. Like, do you feel now, um, because you communicate, you didn't like to speak to people in the past. No, no, no. That's actually How do you a feel, really good point. Yeah. How do you feel like your general communication with just random people is now, like after learning these skills? Man, uh, that's that's such a good question. Uh, like, I, I, like I became an EPQ. Like, that's, that's crazy because like, Either in real life, if you see me, I always go like, I can possibly do that. I cannot possibly do that. So I'm always neutral. And that changed a lot because first thing is people understand you better. Second thing is like you have a structure on everything that you do. And I love structures. I'm a structured human person. But NPU became part of me. That's how I mastered into a sales school because I can sell, you know that, I can sell people in the street, man. Like I, I, I can go... Into is that a con- is that a content idea? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get that on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. actually, <laughs> actually gonna do it. Uh, but like, uh, it, it, it's just so much imprinted in me that I understand where people are in terms of thought process. Right? You speak with someone. I spoke with someone at the gym and, and I sold it into the. Yeah, you us a lead. <laughs> yeah, that's for you. That's just an NPQ process because it's in me. Like that's the way how it is. Uh, yeah, I think um, the more confident you get with com- communication skills, the better you are at networking. Mm, yeah it's like oh you know there's no leads i went over to the states we got how many calls did i get us with people that i had no idea existed you know just having conversations and here's an opportunity and the better you get at that the more opportunities that come because you start to be able to see what can this person offer me or what can i offer this person how can i develop this relationship how can i start this relationship and i think that all comes down to like uh for you what's been clear to me is seeing your confidence just in day-to-day interactions with people yeah. that go through the roof, right? Um, one of the points you mentioned is a second ago, and I hate to, to rewind, but go back there. You said like, I mean, it's clear like we don't dress overly professional, but that change, slightly changes in that super uh, heavy B2B because I've seen you put nice shirts on, yeah, um, dress yourself, never a tie, but, you know, that that standard, um, what do they call it? The, the New York suit right yeah, but- white shirt 
slack pants dress shoes. Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of like against it, but I've seen you do it in certain situations. Like, where what's the rationale there as to when you you pick and choose to mm-hmm. adjust the your perception to a specific client? How like how do you make those decisions? That's another good question because I got to think of it. Uh, I do for myself. Confidence. I do for myself because it's for me. If you know me, if you don't know me, besides sales, I, I like to go to the gym and buy clothing. That's that's where I'm at, right? So, <laughs> for example, someone like Ryan Saran, total respect, is a killer in what he does. He dresses for his clients. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I dress for me. I dress because like, I like to express what I like to express. So one day I might feel to, to wear a Tom Ford shirt and I'll put a Tom Ford shirt. But like that doesn't change the elemental sales because the elemental sales is me. I'm still going right. to be the guy jumping on a sales call. Yeah. Cause like, um, anyway, like I found it contradictory or that's probably a poor choice of words. Um, slightly contradictive because I have seen you do that before. Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah. but that was probably you just testing the water. You didn't like it stopped because I've not seen you do it since. No, no, I actually do it for myself because I feel like that the best, um, the best way to make more sales is you gotta be happy with what you are. And yeah. I, I'm super happy when I like, I dress the way how I like and I'm confident the way I'm. You talk about confidence before. And I think that you nailed it there. It's confidence, but I won't, I won't do it for another meeting. I won't do it for, for someone else. As I came in, I bought a Dior shirt that I want to really want to wear it and I wear yeah, it. Yeah. That's all. Nice. Yeah. I'm not as, as much into it as you, but uh, when we do go over, I think, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to go at the start when we arrive back in the States or, but we'll be going to New York and having dinner with Ryan. Mm. I am absolutely going to be wearing Louboutin shoes because he wears them all the time and I like them. I think they look mm-hmm. nice. My uh, my idea of, of style is clear, clearly yes. different. Uh, here I am just like a golfer. But, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I like to dress nice on occasion purely because of that that confidence and the, um, mm. the conviction and what you're doing that comes with it. So I, I totally get it. One thing I actually never said on any podcast is um, the hat. So I got this hat and another hat, which is a brown hat. Especially the brown hat. That's a, just a sell thing. I got charms. <laughs> I got to keep them on. I got this in uh, an elastic that I always wear. But I don't have it here because when I don't sell, I don't use it. But that keeps, gets me in the mode as well. Tell me, sorry, I think I, I missed like, What do you mean by charms? Like you, I just keep them for make me. It's just easy. Like, you, have you ever watched the movie Inception? That's a that's a. Oh, you mean you mean like a uh, you use the hat as like the, the yep. window. Yeah, okay, got yeah. Exactly got right. You. So it's something that like it's like an anchor. It worked. Mm, yeah. it, it, it always worked really well. Always, always worked really well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so um, one of the questions I was planning on ask you five minutes before we started, and I decided the topic was um. For a lot of the guys that, that come in that uh, that English is a second language, they don't have strong English. Mm. To get to the first step of like breaking into the industry, what advice would you give them? But uh, then I'll ask you the same question once we're done is to what mm. about when they're already in the industry and want to take it to the next level? So like new guys getting into the industry, not super confident with uh, their ability to speak English, particularly when they're taking calls with english-based clients like what advice can you give those guys if you if you start caring about it too much you need to care about it because you need to improve right mm-hmm. i've done uh, reading for me made a ton of um a uh, ton of improvement um you need to care about it but if you start caring about too much 
Thank you. You're always in your head. It's like um, the, the way how I can relate to people that English speakers here, they don't understand me. It's like, think about when Jeremy or someone else or Matt gives you a script and you don't want to ask the consequence question because uh, you don't feel comfortable. That's the same thing as we feel when we jump on a course, like, oh, they're going to understand me or another. I just don't care. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's like, that doesn't mean that I don't have to improve. And that comes to the second point, which is like, I need to get it to the next level. It's like, well, there you need to formulate details, uh, which is a What's big that, that, That's what I have to do. That's what I'm doing now with David, which is like, sometimes when you start getting too confident because you're good, you create your own words, right? Mm-hmm. I got one is uh, jumping up. <laughs> your line is jumping up. It doesn't exist. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You just but, uh, up your words, right? It's it's funny, right? Like I've never heard that word, but I can interpret what that means. Yeah. You, you, there's also a secret weapon that you get uh, to diffuse, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the cool thing is that any time that you f*** up and you say the wrong thing, you have that perfect immediate diffusal. Like if you say something stupid that doesn't make sense, you can just say, ah, sorry, that's an Italian thing. Yeah. Sorry, let, 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 me, let me say that in a way that makes sense for English. Yeah. And you can't question it because you don't you don't know the culture. What I would, right? say, what, what, what I would say is like how uh, also I was like okay how would you say that in English and they tell me how. Ah, yes. Right? So it's like well, sometimes uh, lately uh, the, the the consequence question which is the possible ramification question I use like what are the possible ramification if you don't change and people want to understand that right because mm-hmm. maybe I go too too fast I was like well what if you don't change and how would you ask that. That sells people. Like, oh, I will ask, like, what if you don't change? So, what if you don't change? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it makes them think a lot. Mm. Even they have to lean forward and say, like, what the hell is this trying to say? Yeah. And all of a sudden they repeat the question into their head. As I've seen it done, especially when I used to sell fitness, right? My first eye ticket was fitness. <laughs> Funny enough, we had the same guy, they chatted the same guy. But it's yeah. not because cut this <laughs> all right so yeah what i was saying is this one it's like i used to sell um a fitness software and um man th- those guys they, they weren't qualified at all right mm. but when i used to speak with them they were like kind of coming up forward and i was like okay that's working so it's like listening more fi- yeah more thing you are more you're going forward and i was like come come here <laughs> come here so yeah i'll put you in the cage so that, that that's how i was like oh maybe sometimes i can be faster sometimes i will be faster on purpose especially when they give me rabbit rabbit uh yeah we're looking for this i will, I will like, like sorry what do you mean yeah it's like what, what i mean is like explain yourself person they will talk because they'll start leaning forward to me. Mm. I would do that all the time. How much, um, you know, particularly when you're sort of newer at sales and there was some of those like English limitations, how, how heavy did you lean on body language to emphasize points and create understanding? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, especially if I'm Italian, I live under body language rules. Baba Bushka. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So like the, the other one that Jeremy has is this and this one. I used to use this. Which is one I do all the times like you want to get here, you are here, you want to get here, what's in the middle, right? Uh, that was a big one that I used to, yeah. But yeah, body language used to help me a lot, mm. especially well, like when you future pace people, and I used to do this, and I, you know, 
they say, okay, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, and then one of the, the last ones that I want to touch on was uh, you've obviously, as we said, the improvement in your English is tenfold increased, right? Oh, thanks. Um, out, outside of like just trial by fire and pure volume of conversations, I know you've been uh, you've you've got a coach that's uh, Matt's dad actually. Mm-hmm. He's been working on some very specific ways to help you understand and how to understand English better. Like mm-hmm. just as an example to like some of the guys that you know something that they could implement straight away that would help them get better at English, particularly for sales. What are what's some of the like uh, strategies you use to get better at that that uh, yeah, could no, be retained? In normal conversation, you gotta slow down a little bit. Uh-huh. I know that I just said the contrary three minutes ago in a sales call, but that's a technique, right? Yeah. I'm talking about talking with your mates, talking with your girlfriend and talking to other people. You got to chill a second because um, the way the way how you think you're saying things is not the way how other people understand things. So you, uh, I, will picture the, I will picture in my head the question. It doesn't sound the way how I think it is, right? So, but when you slow down, you you break it down into boxes. Like, do you like bump? So you you understand the tonality, the cadence. The cadence is a big one. So work on cadence. Cool, cool. I uh, I don't think that I have any more questions that I can think of the top of my head. Maybe there's something that you want to ask or something that value that you want to add to the guys listening uh, before we finish up. Well, the, the the big one that I want to ask if is like if you really starting right let's say or if you are in sales and you feel like hey man i cannot do it you can't think that way like yeah i cannot do it because like i don't know how to speak is that particular part of what we do is what we sell you're selling people that cannot do stuff all the time 90 percent of the time they cannot have the money they cannot find them they don't have the time they, they don't see the value in anything that you do so overcoming that yourself first, which is like, well, it's not true that I cannot do it. I can try, mm. right? And I can fail. And as I can fail, I can get better at it. That is a huge, huge thing because all of a sudden it's like, you got people in front of you saying, hey, man, I don't have money. Say, hey, bro, I don't even know how to speak. But I don't, I, I find a way to make money. So which one is worst, <laughs> right? Mm. You, can go, you can go and ask for a loan in a bank. I cannot even do that. So you see the difference in that is like, when, when someone overcomes a back objection, always think about, especially when we do the training in the inner circle, is like, is what Michael would say, what Matt would say, what Jeremy says, let me read them down. doesn't work in that way. You have, you, have, you have to have a schematic way, of course, but the frames himself and the loops comes from your personal experience. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I've always been... Um super clear every time particularly when i was doing a lot of sales coaching for you know guys on our team but guys on other teams i focus on the non-technical side of sales right it's getting everything else right and leave as technical to you because you're better at it all right and uh oh the one thing is that i found people were always trying to emulate jeremy emulate matt emulate you but had no idea how to add in that specific personality into the sales goal and have no way to put that personality into the script so that it comes across as them. And one of the biggest resistance factors that, at least that I feel, is when, you know, like that feeling and he's like, you're just reading from a script. But when you're trying to be someone else, it comes across the same way. Like one of the guys has like, it was a, a super goofy guy and he was trying to be too Jeremy. It's like, yeah. this doesn't suit your personality. It comes across as fake. Everyone's just screaming bullshit.
scam because the yeah. way you come across. But if you start putting in like those little jokes, having that laugh, it comes across genuine, it humanizes it. Then all of a sudden you have rapport without needing to build rapport because you're believable. And I think like that's one of the biggest skill sets that I've seen is like stop trying to copy and start taking the points that work and make them your own, right? Exactly right. And, and that's what you've done with like your accent, your style, like you're better at objection handling than anyone I know. So you exactly. lean into that, right? Like the, that's a really great point. Uh, the first bit, the second bit of code that I have, or the third one, um, I was all in my head of, uh, and I've done this call with Matt, which is a great, great, mm. give me a feedback completely botched the call like which com- completely went sometimes it can happen to me as well right um yeah. guy didn't open up didn't like it uh we didn't move forward with them i close um six out of eight and he's one of the <laughs> the two that i didn't close <clears throat> but anyway so matt told me on that call say man the reason why you're f-ing up because you're trying to do you trying you're trying to art right and you can sing from the other side so, like you're mm. trying to be generous because you're not giving bad vibes man and he was like man it's true because like i never used to sell that way like, i cannot be jeremy i'm not from arkansas right i'm just just doesn't work in the same way so just don't do that just put it in the wardrobe like but understand the structure of where you bring people and why you do and why you ask what you ask you're never gonna have a problem cool okay well um i, th- I think we can finish up there so uh ciao and uh thanks marco like the bullet of sales sniper yeah. the the single most hardest working individual that I've ever met in my life. The thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so just want to say thanks for coming on board. It helps me out because uh, I don't think I could sit here and talk half an hour straight at a camera without being boring for the guys. So to the viewers, like, you're welcome. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Hey guys, if you want to check out our stuff, all the links will be in the description. We got this here, this here, this here. You can join the group here, wherever, right? All that good stuff. It'll be in our outro video because I've probably butchered that. But um, thanks, guys. And uh, no doubt we'll be changing the name of our coffee is for closers to pizza and pasta is for closers because that's clearly what fuels this guy and that's what uh, fuels the sale. So thanks for coming. See you guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.